we started a new initiative, which is um, toilets and dignity room and sanitary room for, for girls in schools, because that's another challenge uh, in, in our schools in the country is um, toilets and washroom um, facilities in schools. I'm singing my sorrow. I'm singing my rage. I'm singing this fear out and I sing it over and over again. Welcome to Change Making Women, the podcast for women who make a difference. With Siada Bade in Dar es Salaam, Tanzania, and Marianne Clements in London, in the UK. Hi everyone and welcome again to our podcast. My name is Ziada and I'm podcasting all the way from Dar es Salaam um, together with Marianne. Hi Marianne. Hi, I'm uh, Marianne Clements um, in London in the UK. And today we have our guest. Her name is Zena Maja Tenga, but the rest of it will let her tell us more about herself. Hi Zena. Hi, ladies. Pleased to meet you all. Welcome to the show. And thank you again for, you know, for accepting our invitation. No, thank you for having me on. I'm pretty excited to chat with you two ladies. So tell us, uh, tell us about yourself and the work that you do. So you've already said my name, Zena Maja Tenga. Uh, I live in Dar es Salaam in Tanzania. And I am a peer and communication practitioner. And I focus on corporate uh, social investment. I've worked in different organizations over the years, and I've recently decided to venture on on my own. And uh, it's been quite a challenge, but uh, a quite fulfilling challenge. So right now, mostly working with um, small NGOs uh, in the development sector. Yeah. I think we wanted to ask you a bit about um, some of the initiatives you're involved in at the moment, right? Because I think yes. the other had spotted you. <laughs> yes. That you're up to. <laughs> so do yes. a bit about the project. Okay. So currently uh, I'm working on a project. Well, it's an initiative that we had started with uh, two of my other colleagues, uh, Sava and Asnat, and uh, we call it her Africa. And basically, uh, the way it came about is it was last year, International Women's Day, and we were thinking of what to do. We wanted to do like an all-women um, concert and artistic event, but, you know, done by women for women, produced by women, you know. And um, But then we realized, well, that's as much as exciting that is. It will just be a one-off event and everybody else will go off back home and that will be it. So we're like, no, 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 we want to do something that can be impactful, bring on change, and actually, you know, change people's lives. So we came up with Africa, and we decided to focus on uh, young girls and young women in secondary school and those who are about to start college or, or university. And uh, Africa actually just really aims and focuses in changing the African girl child narrative, the Tanzanian girl child narrative. Mm -hmm. And we do that through sharing of stories, uh, knowledge, skills, and actually sharing tools as well that aim to elevate uh, a Tanzanian girl. Um, and we do that one girl at a time. So basically what we, we have two um, 
activities that we do. So we've been to about four schools so far and we're due to attend, uh, visit another school. Uh, so we do um, menstrual hygiene uh, maintenance um, training and we work with uh, a local community center called CISA and they focus on uh, women's, women's health and women's uh, menstrual health. So they come in uh, in partnership with us and they, they train the young girls pretty much on how to um, take care of themselves uh, throughout their, their menses. And also another activity that we do with the, with the young girls, uh, we do um, financial literacy training because we are in school, we're taught how to manage other people's money. We do bookkeeping and accounting and things like that, but nobody really teaches you how to manage your own finances. And some of the schools that we visit and the young women that we work with, some of them, their families can afford to take them to university or to even to secondary school. So once they finish um, form four, um, they tend to start their own small businesses. Um, like we met a girl who's you know selling juice, but it's a small business and it supports her family. So we figured providing the financial literacy training can um, assist these young girls to better plan their businesses. So that's what we're doing with um, Africa. Cool. I am. Um, I've been following you for a while, but I didn't actually know. You know the details of all the stuff you are doing. Yeah. Schools and stuff. It's really interesting. What? Um, yes. What? So you started off thinking you wanted to celebrate women, and then what? What got you into doing the work in schools? Was it? Was it something, did something okay. inspire you? Or? Yes, something did inspire us because um, we had once visited an orphanage and uh, the mother who looks after the, the girls, she had a girl, girls ranging from babies three months all the way to 18 years old. And um, the majority were girls, believe it or not. And, um, and she said one of the things that she struggled with was um, sanitary towels and some of her girls were missing school. Mm -hmm. They had to stay home because they couldn't afford sanitary um, towels. And um, they were using things like cloth or cotton or toilet paper, which is not even healthy. And so we thought, okay, there is a need here. And um, I cannot, one cannot imagine a young girl having to miss four, sometimes in five, even some girls get up, you know, up to six days of school just because they cannot afford you know, a packet of pads that they can use during the, the time of the month. Right. So that really, really got us. And us coming from privileged backgrounds, we should say, because for us, you know, affording a pack of pads, it's not an issue. So it really got the three of us who were like, no, no, no. Um, we should be able to do something about this. So that's how we started. And But we hope the idea for the women concert by women produced for women will eventually happen someday <laughs> <laughs> interesting yeah. um uh, speaking of that an initiative i think one one of the questions that i wanted to ask is yes. you know uh, period poverty is a reality for most of the developed and developing countries and yes. especially here in tanzania now that you know the sanitary towels have been slapped with the tax um mm -hmm. how do you uh, you know what's your guys opinions and how do you see yourselves going ab about tackling this issue? Okay, so the other year in Tanzania with me, the sanitary pad tax issue is, has been quite a heated debate in the parliament uh, with activists, lobbyists, 
everybody's talking about it. As you know, the exemption was actually effective July 1st last year. And then fast forward this year, the government is reconsidering the decision to scrap VAT on sanitary pads. And it, it wants to think of an alternative or a different plan that women and young girls can access pads at an affordable price. Because they feel that with the exemption, it was really the traders that were benefiting and not the women, not the young girls. So even with that, um, sanitary pads are still highly priced in the country, as you know, uh, despite the tax relief. And we feel that pads are a necessity. It's not a luxury, you know. Cigarettes are a luxury. Alcohol is a luxury, you know. Phone, mobile phones is a luxury, but sanitary pads are not a luxury. It's a necessity. And girls are missing out on their education because they cannot, they cannot afford to uh, purchase, you know, sanitary pads. So we... You know, we're looking closely at the debate. We're looking closely at what's going on. Uh, of course, we're supporting um, the likes of uh, Rebecca Nguyumbi. She's a pioneer uh, in the movement, um, uh, no tax or pad. And um, at the moment, we're, what I can tell you is we are focusing on collecting as much information as we can, collecting as much donations as we can to continue our cause, but we're monitoring the trend and to see um, uh, where the debate is going um, before we can say, you know what, this is the actual solution and this is the way forward that is going to happen because we don't know what the alternative um, plan that the government has, but we are behind our sisters and our colleagues and brothers who are, um, are spearheading the conversation and the debate that the government should actually rethink um, uh, this plan. And you also spoke of, you know, giving this, you know, young girls the financial, you know, financial education to just mm. have that financial inclusion. Um, mm. So far, what has been the reception? Because so I know we, we live in a society yeah. that's very male-oriented, giving, you yes. know, giving a young girl financial inclusion part of it is almost like it's almost like you're fighting a force that is very true i mean um okay it's not embarrassing but i would say even our trainer is a it's a a guy um but um he's 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 really good the thing is yes it's it's been received well i'll be honest with you um the teachers get excited um because you know girls girls young girls are smart it's just that they're not given the access to knowledge and into information and they're not given the encouragement to be told you know what you can do finance you can do science you know um you can be an engineer an architect um that encouragement and the confidence it's it's easier with boys with girls it's, it's, it's a bit um tricky to 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 enforce in them so with this they they take it on board and it's pretty much basic stuff how you know bookkeeping and how to do your simple accounts you know you have this much amount you have to put this amount into your ingredients you know add it up together you have to sell you have to make a profit do you have somebody to pay it's pretty simple straightforward for a young secondary uh, school girl to um to understand so with that we've done it's we've done a pilot but where we realized we need to improve um, on the on the training because it was too um, too wordy and a bit long. So 
we're thinking of going more visual and creating more like a, like a, um, like a small booklet, like almost like a comment with animation, because um, as you know, in today's world, young people, even people our age, we're more visual rather than reading, you know, stacks and stacks of paper. So we have a, we have a long way to go. We have some improvements to make and we've been working on those. So we're pretty much excited to um, relaunch it again and, and do, it, do, it, do it better. But the, the people, uh, the schools we've been to, they've received it well. Um, they're excited. So that gives us more encouragement to improve the module and make sure we make it better and, and easier um, and more fun, actually fun, um, for the young girls to, to understand. And uh, what keeps you motivated? What keeps you going? So, as you know, Ziada, I have my, my kids. Uh, now she's eight and Moyo is five. Um, they tell me off, you know, oh. <laughs> when I come back home late or when I'm, you know, just at dinner and you sit with your laptop, they will tell me off. They will tell their dad off. No phones, no laptops. So they do keep me motivated. But um, I have a mother who's a force to be reckoned with and a uh, husband also who keep pushing me. Uh, they push me to be the best that I can be in whatever I do or in whatever journey I'm back on. They just support me. And of course, Asnat and Salha, these amazing women that I, I'm working with, they're just amazing with great minds and ideas and they're always on the go-go. And yeah, they, they really, they're younger than me. They're way younger than me and they've done so well. They just really motivate me to push myself further. Yeah. And um, I was thinking about like, um, I know this kind of work can be, can be challenging and also like mm. it can be hard to like, um, like it needs, um, you, you've already said that your husband and your mum support you in it. And, uh, yeah. but I, 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 um, how do you cope when like, I don't know, maybe you don't have big challenges with it, but what, what are your big challenges with it? And how do you cope when you have challenges? Well, of course, the big challenges when you do this type of work, because first of all, um, I, I'm doing all these other consultancy work, as right. I mentioned. And then Salha and Asnat, they have a PR and events management company. So we're purely doing this off our pockets at the moment. Yeah. So we're working on um, our strategy. We're working on our uh, resource mobilization plan. We're working on proposals. So we did not expect it to, expect it to grow so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, people have taken it so well. The support that we're getting, it's... It was almost overwhelming. So we're like, oh my God, you know, people really want to support and people are looking for causes to support. So right now we don't feel as before it was, it was a bit of a challenge because of course we're still coming out of pocket on our own, but because mm-hmm. we're passionate about it. Mm-hmm. But that was the main, one of the biggest challenge that we faced when we started out was the funding. But now that we're getting the support, um, it's becoming, you know, it's less and less. But how I cope uh, with challenges when they come up, um, for me, my, I think my number one support, I'd say, um, God, I'm a bit of, I'm a, not a bit, I'm somewhat a spiritual being mm-hmm. and, uh, I find that prayer does calm me down and I also run. <laughs> Ziad, I see you sometimes on the road. Oh, yeah, I see uh, you. And we, <laughs> nod, we do the, the running nod. The run and then the walk <laughs> and we do the running nod, yes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, running, it really clears my mind and, yes, um, it does. Like, but you know, ladies, I'll be honest with you. I used to be terrible with coping with things 
and when things got challenging or new things and I would tend to withdraw and like shut down but over the years I realized shutting down doesn't really take it away it's still there it's facing you it's looking at the big fat elephant in the corner of the room so and it's just looking at it you're just looking at it so I realized you know what actually you have to look at it face it and you know Take it a day at a time. Realize, you know what? If that donor didn't come through and you're not able to deliver, it's really not the end of the world, right. you know? And look at, I just said, you know what? Look at where it went wrong and how I could have done it better. And then just take that challenge one punch at a time. So, but it had, it, it took me time and to literally train my mind. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, the world's not going to end. You know, it's not the end of you. Nobody's going to hate you. You didn't fail. You just, you know, you need to do it better next time. So, and just take one bite, one punch at a time at the challenge. So that mm-hmm. helps. But I had to literally train my mind to do that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, you're also a part-time blogger. Mint and tea. So, yes, is it mint I am and tea or tea and mint? Mint and tea. Mint and mint. tea. First of all, mint and tea. How did you come up with that? <laughs> and then tell us about that. <laughs> all right. So, mint and tea. I do love tea. Okay. Okay. So, I'm one of those people. I do love tea and coffee. I know there's those, you either coffee or tea, but I love both. And, um, I collect tea from different places, different countries when I travel. So my pantry has all sorts of teas. And one of my favorite tea actually happens to be Moroccan mint tea. <laughs> so when I was starting out, I was like, hmm, mint and tea sounds kind of cute, kind of nice. And maybe people will be interested and attracted to such a name. So that's, yeah, Moroccan mint tea. That's how it came about. But I've never been to Morocco. It's in my bucket list. <laughs> okay that's that's a start yeah, okay so it, and what, what 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 sort of content should people actually expect all right so i'm a bit of a novice blogger i must say i'm not like the professionals <laughs> and because uh, i do love writing i've been writing since i was a little girl my parents have stacked and stacked of little books of my short stories um my mother keeps saying i'm gonna publish one of these i was like please do not mother but um yeah, I have a little tiny um, short stories here and there. And um, so um, a friend of mine was like, why don't you just put your writing into a blog? I thought, but nobody's going to read anything that I write. And she was like, no, you'll be surprised. And what are you interested in? I said, well, I love art. I love cooking, music. Um, you know, I love photography. I love film. There's so many things. I love fashion. And um, so she was like, well, it's a lifestyle blog. I was like, what? She was like, it's a lifestyle blog. I was like, okay. So it's a lifestyle blog. I pretty much write my day-to-day stuff that I'm interested in. So it could be fashion, um, a music festival, or a recipe that I make, I'll put it up there. Um, The work that I do with Africa, um, I put it up there as well. So yeah, it hasn't been updated. I'm working on some new content. It's been a while since... I um, published anything, but it's still got some good pieces. So do visit it and have a little read. And there's some cute little pictures as well in there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. I'm a fan. <laughs> Thank you, Z. <laughs> I feel like you're a woman of many talents. 
Um, <laughs> and you've already talked about some of the things you do to to have yes. fun, like running and stuff. But are there other ways yes. that you look after yourself and relax? I don't know. What, yeah. What do you? What yeah. Do you do? So, um, like a few years back, um, I discovered this phrase, self care. So I was like, you know what, let me research about this. So I was like, okay, self-care. Self-care is not being selfish. It's taking care of yourself. I was like, you know what? All along, anyway, I love my manicures and pedicures. I love nail care. Um, I treat myself once a month or, you know, you know, every other three months to a massage. And I was like, okay, I'm kind of enjoying this self-care thing. So, yeah, um, the spa treatment, I do treat myself every other two or three months. Um, but I also find um, painting really calms me down. So I do that um, sometimes. And I do cook a lot with my children. Um, yeah, I, my family, we're all foodies, all four of us. So um, cooking is a bit of a um, family activity. Well, mostly me and my children. The hubby just enjoys the food. <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, take time. Take time to look after yourself. It's yeah. it's important to to take time off. Even it, it doesn't mean you have to go to a spa or to a restaurant or whatever. You can literally find a little space in your home and have your quiet time, right. a cup of tea or coffee or a glass of wine, just just to really wind down. Because I mean, it it can be it can be a lot as as a woman, mother, you, you know, we, we wear a lot of hats, a lot of hats. And sometimes we need to take those hats and let our hair down. <laughs> those who have hair. <laughs> Some of us, our hair is short. Yeah, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> How do you celebrate your success? I mean, we, we also love asking that question because, you know, it's about time. Um, the reason why, uh, we'll give you a little bit of background the reason why we even started you know this podcast is to celebrate everyday things that women do you know yeah. in their communities we don't have to wait for you know until you're a worldwide first lady for us to say that yeah you've done something you know <laughs> everyone love, does something in that. their communities so we're celebrating them and in celebrating that we also love you know listen, hearing how women celebrate their successes no matter how small they yeah. are they're still successful so how do you celebrate yours wow ladies i have to say that is a great question and i was trying to remember the last time that i actually did that to be honest right. with you i would not lie um i think okay i'll say this i think it's a bit of a cultural thing i don't know if ziada will agree with me mm, absolutely in absolutely. tanzania yeah celebrating your success or your achievements um your first million dollar you know profit or whatever it's it it's deemed as showing off and you know who does she think she is or so i i don't know if i'm making sense for you ziada but you know, yeah, you're bragging we, your successes. So it's almost like you're not even supposed to share what you've done. Exactly. Right, exactly. Right. You know, you, we, 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 we can't even say, you know what? I am the best at what I do. The minute you say that, people look at you like, okay, okay. You know what I mean? And I have friends, you know, who live and work in the U.S. And they will tell you, I am the best in my department. I've done this. But for us, it, I think it's a cultural thing. So 
that's why it's kind of hard for me to like, okay, when is the last time I celebrate, you know, celebrated my success? But I think for me, it's, I do it internally. Mm-hmm. I do it internally. I, I think the powers that be, um, but I do share my success uh, with the people that I love and the, pe- and the people closest to me. Mm-hmm. You know, so the, remember the people I mentioned that really pushed me? Um, my mother was a force to be reckoned with, my hubby and, you know, the people that know me and know the type of work that I do. Those are the first ones to know um, my successes and achievements. And, and yeah, sometimes it's, you know, a friend will call and, you know, we'll have a cup of mint, mint tea or coffee. And yeah, but... But yeah, it's a great question, I have to say. It's a great question. But you know what? Yeah. I, I, I have to start celebrating my success. Absolutely. Going forward. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here thinking that it's actually also here. Not, it's not in the UK. It's not really. Mm. It's not really the done thing. Mm. Especially not for women. Especially not. Yeah. It's not like celebrating your success is also, I think, frowned upon here. It's true in America yeah. they're good at it, right? Yeah, <laughs> you're so right. good at it. Yeah, you know. Um, and so yeah, <laughs> I, but I love the idea of like, ha- like celebrating for ourselves, even if it's not like a public yeah. thing or like a yeah, yeah. But something yeah. about like being able to stop and say, "Oh, I did that." Like I, like I achieved the things that, I, mm. or some of the things that I was trying for, and it was maybe it was really really hard, but. I did this and mm-hmm. I'm pleased, you know, I'm pleased that I did it. Yes. I think there's something about that, right? <laughs> yeah, I totally agree with you. Even if we can't shout it out for the world, we can shout yeah. it out to ourselves. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think women and the people so who love us. Yeah, I think women were so used to multitasking and doing all these things that you don't see your small achievements in life. Totally. To you, it's like uh, another daily thing, you know, I've done it, I've achieved it. Okay, mm-hmm. I move on on to the mm. next one so you don't actually see you know all these achievements that you're leaving behind all the successes that you've done or you know you've touched someone's heart you've yeah. you know you're helping out you have all these initiatives you're doing some really great work but you completely mm. forget that as soon as you get home you're a mother mm. you're a wife you know okay. yeah <laughs> you know? right right you it's true all the rest of you know your individual you know successes and i think it's high time that as women we start celebrating that even if it means having having tea <laughs> exactly <laughs> very true so in terms of um the initiative where can people find you if they're you know if they're in Dar es Salaam they're in Tanzania they would like to be part of your initiative you know yes so we yeah. have an, an an Instagram page at Africa at, mm-hmm. at her Africa and um, from there there's uh phone numbers and uh currently our office is located uh in Mikocheni uh what are there things that you're needing or want, wanting to ask people in terms of support um, for this initiative? And also, where can we find your blog? And <laughs> Okay. So for the initiative, really, we're looking... Um, you can either donate um, actual product, so uh, boxes of pads or soap, uh, we also, because our kit, it contains um, underwear. It contains, because it's like an emergency kit. So it contains right. a pack of pads, 
It contains underwear, it contains uh, a bar of soap, and it contains um, a kanga as well, and some wet wipes. So, and that kit costs 30,000 shillings, Tanzanian shillings. So you can donate that, um, uh, that amount, and we can purchase that kit, or you can bring those items um, either to our office, or you can let us know, and we can come pick those items from you. And, oh, and uh, then you, it, yeah. it's like you offer um, one to each, one per girl yes. to have for, for when she needs yes. it in school. Mm-hmm. Yes. So when we go to the schools to do the different workshops and activities, we always distribute the, the menstrual kits. Mm-hmm. Great. Yes. Yes. Yeah, continue. Um, did I just interrupt you? I think I might have done. <laughs> what were you huh? going to say? <laughs> oh, your blog. And is there anything yes. else you're needing? So, uh, yes. Yeah, so, yeah, my blog is um, mintandtea.com. And I'm also very active on, on Instagram and Twitter. So my Instagram page is zmintandtea. And my Twitter is zenamaja because that was founded a while back. And, yeah, so I'm very active on those two, uh, two uh, social media platforms. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that's it. Of course... Uh, the other initiative that I, I, I co-founded is the Hassan Maja Trust, mm-hmm. and that that focuses on on, on education. But we're also on on Instagram, so it's just Hassan Maja Trust, and that was a very special. It's close-hearted because it's in memory of my late brother who passed him when he was seventeen, and mm-hmm. uh, it's a family um, family uh, foundation. So you can also find us on 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 Instagram. You can mm-hmm. find out way more about it as well. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to say say anything about what you you said the education? Do you want to say anything more about? Okay. So, so the foundation we started out after the passing of my brother. Uh, about um, he passed away in two thousand and six, right. and he was um, he was just he had just been selected for a basketball scholarship actually in, in the US. So he was really into basketball and he used to work with uh, Sprite NBA in South Africa to train young boys and girls in basketball. So the idea we wanted to do um, is to improve sports and basketball in Tanzania. But when we did conduct the study, we realized schools have a lot of challenges as they eat and sports is the last thing on their minds. Right. And we realized um, a lot of schools in the country um, children were sitting on the floor and not on desks. So when we started out in 2011, we came up with um, a campaign called The Desk for Every Child in Tanzania. So the aim of the foundation is to improve the learning environment in schools across Tanzania. So since we've started in 2011, we've seated over 30,000 students on desks, take them up off the floor and we put them on desks. We've been to 17 regions in the country. We've donated over 2,000 books. We've done four libraries and reading corners in preschools. So um, the foundation has done quite um, impactful uh, work. We've had great partners over the years. And um, right now, we started a new initiative, which is um, toilets and dignity room and sanitary room for, for girls in schools because that's another challenge uh, in, in our schools in the country is um, toilets and washroom um, facilities in schools. So that's, um, we did a pilot project in an area called Bagala in Dar es Salaam, and that was received very well. So the next one 
is um, we've just started, uh, we're about to, we just got the license to start product, um, construction in Bagamoyo. Yeah. And it's so cool. this one, this one is, it's, it's, fam it's very close to a lot of people, mm. a lot of people's hearts because um, the type of work my brother was doing um, with, with young people. So, yeah. Okay, Great. some really amazing work. Congratulations. Yes, the other you. <laughs> Thank you. you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, we need all the help, especially in our education system in Tanzania. Yeah. As much as we can get. Yeah, I guess the question that, and this is totally taking us off topic, in my mind is like, it's, ama it's amazing to be um, facilitating those kinds of facilities in school, especially I think about the dignity room and the toilets and stuff. Mm. They just feel so important in relation to this um, period poverty issues. Mm. And um but I was thinking, I was thinking, like, do you think there'll ever be a day when, you know, the government will be able to equip schools with that, those facilities, you know, because it feels like such a, you know, it's a huge country, there's so many schools and, you know, it's just, that was just in my mind, like, is it something that they're thinking about or is it just down to people like you to, to make those things happen? Do you know, do you know what, uh, Marianne, the, the government is doing the best that it can. Our country is huge. Mm -hmm. And there are so many challenges in different sectors. They're trying to prioritize what they can do best. But with um, initiative and organizations such as the Hasamaja Trust in Africa, and, you know, Sichana um, Initiative, and NGPI, and all these other organizations that support the government in developing the country, I think one day we'll have every school in Tanzania have adequate um, sanitation, adequate uh, toilets and dignity room for girls. Every child would just sitting on desks, enough books. Mm. But, right. you know, the government can't do it all by itself because it's a big country and they're doing a lot as it is already. But with support from people like us, yes, I can see that future, definitely. Definitely. Yes. I'm a hopeful person. I'm a very positive person. So, <laughs> you know, most people will be like, wow, you're such a dreamer. But I, I believe so. I believe yeah, so. Right. That's we, possible. Yeah. We need, we need dreamers. <laughs> we need dreamers that take action. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you so much. And our theme tune over and over was written and performed by Eleanor Brown, who you can find at Eleanor Brown Music dot com <laughs>